Hello, and welcome to 20 and 20, a rapid-fire review show from the new Experimental Hours podcast network. My name is Pat. I am your host. Today is Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. It's 10.18 in the morning, and I am broadcasting to you from my basement in Chicago. It is pretty cold out there right now. Christmas and Hanukkah, the holiday season, right around the corner. Maybe it's already here. Think about that. And so, yeah, these next couple episodes, I'm going to be talking about the holidays, but I'm going to be talking about a lot of different stuff. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining me. 20 and 20 is a show in which I review 20 different things in 20 minutes. I spend one minute on each thing, and uh, I tell you whether it's good or bad, A plus or C minus, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, you get the picture. And I do it with a stopwatch, so let's take the stopwatch out right now, and let's hit go. We put up the Christmas tree last week. I talked about buying it in last week's episode, but we actually put it up last week, put the ornaments on, put the lights on, and I have a couple opinions about Christmas tree decorations. Of course I do. For starters, white versus colored lights. Which do you prefer? Well, in my house, we go for the colored bulbs. Here's why. Because uh, Kathy says so. (laughs) She doesn't like white lights. I like them. I think either one is good, but uh, if she says... She prefers colored bulbs. Well, let's go with the colored ones. Um, tinsel is a big no, although I do like tinsel. I, I generally prefer a tree that is very ornament heavy. I don't really like ornaments that are generic, like if you buy 50 red bulbs at the t- store. I prefer accumulating ornaments over the years on vacation for special occasions and then putting all of those on the tree every year, changing the ones out that break that don't look good anymore. But uh, none of this store-bought nonsense. Okay, uh, my favorite Christmas book for children is called The Sweet Smell of Christmas. It's by Patricia Scary. You may know her husband, Richard Scary. He was a major illustrator in the mid-20th century. Patricia wrote a lot of his books. Incredible team. And The Sweet Smell of Christmas is uh, a true masterwork in the genre of children's books about Christmas. Um, On every other page, you get a little scratch and sniff uh, sticker. Uh, One smells like pine trees, one smells like candy canes, apple pie, oranges, and the illustrations are really nice. Uh, One thing to note is if you buy it online, there's no guarantee that the scratch and sniff stickers will still work. Just bear that in mind. But if they do, it's a really fun book and kids love it. I remember reading it as a kid. So you know, um, had to get a, a copy for my kids. Uh, Now, Uh, speaking of books, one thing that I have begun doing that I never used to do is put down a book that I don't like right away. You read 10 pages, the prose isn't hitting you, maybe the point of view is is a little wonky, maybe the character is just not what you want to read, put it down. No one says that you have to finish a book that you start. In fact, you will save a lot of time reading crappy books if you just set that book down on your nightstand put it in the little free library give it to a friend just get it out of your life and move on to something new i always used to finish books that i picked up especially if i bought them now even if i buy a book if i'm 20 pages deep and i'm like this isn't hitting me in any which way i'm i'm saying no i'm i'm out and that's a good way to uh, protect your your free time 
as an adult, especially as a parent, uh, you know that's important. So no more uh, grueling books just for the sake of finishing them, okay? Uh, this week, Spotify launched their Wrapped series in which you get to see all your yearly stats. Uh, what song did you listen to the most this year? What genres? What artists? I happen to like this. I think it's pretty cool that people are sharing it. I'm always a little surprised at what my friends and acquaintances are listening to. I wonder if they're surprised at what I'm listening to. Probably not. But you never know. Um, there was a lot of dialogue about quitting Spotify, and that's specifically what I want to talk about. Yeah, I would love to quit Spotify and buy all of the music that I listen to, but Spotify is also such a great resource. It's hard to um, it's hard to to make those two things meet up. I guess like it hurts because I love Spotify, but I also know that it's really lousy for artists. So in the future, I, I am contemplating getting rid of Spotify and um, and buying more music. I do already buy a lot of music, but oh, it's so tough. I, I I just love it. Damn it. Okay. Spotify announced their top five songs of 2020. I listened to the top song, which I was not familiar with. It's by an artist named Roddy Rich. Roddy is spelled R-O-D-D-Y. Rich, somewhat curiously, is spelled R-I-C-C-H. The song is called The Box. Roddy Rich is probably the most famous rich to come around since uh, the Rowdy Roddy Piper, the wrestler. This song, however, The Box, which has a billion streams, mind you, a billion uh, not really to my taste. Uh, it kind of has some generic drumming going on. There are some very catchy elements in the vocals. Roddy has a nice voice. He has some nice delivery, nice cadence. Overall, I don't understand why the song um, has that many streams. But, you know, good to, good for him. Roddy Rich is doing his thing. Um, I'm probably just too old and too uh, cynical uh, to be in his audience anyway. So, shout out to Roddy. Congratulations on your uh, pretty amazing achievement this year. Uh, you know what music I am well suited for? That song "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree." Man, does that song rock! It doesn't really. It's it's hardly rock and roll. But I will give a special shout out to the saxophone solo in "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree." Now, bear with me because I'm going to sing a little bit. It. You know what I mean? You could probably sing it too. It's so lyrical. It's so melodic. It's like the perfect sax solo, the tone is really good, it's nice and crunchy, it's got that vintage sound to it. I mean, the song is probably from the late 50s, early 60s. I'll have to look into it, but yeah, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree has a kick-ass sax solo. Next time you're listening to it, or it's on uh, on the speakers in uh, Walgreens or something, pay special attention, I think you'll dig. Okay, it's been cold out recently. The temperature took a pretty big dip. I think we're in the 30s. And uh, that conversation that we all have uh, has, has come back uh, to the forefront. What temperature do you keep your house at? That thermostat, where are you putting it? You putting it at 70, 68, 69? <laughs> no, not in my house. 63, baby. Let that sink in. 63 degrees. That's what I like. We learned to uh, keep it that low in Juno. Just felt like the right temperature. I will say here in Chicago, um, I'm more likely to kick it up to 65. I think any higher than that, and it's both too hot, cost ineffective, throw on a hoodie, um, real dad stuff. 
But uh, 63 to 65 is the wheelhouse. Not 64. We don't do even numbers in this house. 63 or 65. I would love to hear where you put it. Uh, make sure you hit me up on uh, new experimental hours on Instagram or gmail.com. Okay? Um, if you're trying to stay warm this winter, you could get yourself a really techy coat like something by Patagonia or like Acronym. Wouldn't that be nice? But I am going to suggest you get yourself an adult coat, real, real grown-ups coat, especially if you're like 30 and up. You could use this coat for a long time. Get yourself a coat made of wool. Get yourself a coat made of some sort of cashmere blend and uh, rock it. A camel coat, a top coat, something with tweed, something with elbow patches, a duffel coat looks nice, perhaps something that hits below the knee. Uh, we know the difference between a jacket and a coat, right? A jacket's going to hit at the waist. A coat's going to dip below. You need a coat, okay? Look like an adult this season. Go out and get one. I could recommend you some stores, but I think you can do your homework and find out a nice uh, a nice place to shop this holidays for the right coat. Um, when I'm looking around the house, sometimes I want to give it a little more pizzazz, right? I'll look at the uh, Christmas tree, and it's looking it's looking beautiful, but... I throw on these things called Christmas lights glasses and the whole tree comes alive. What the hell are Christmas lights glasses, you're probably asking. Great question. Christmas lights glasses are these glasses you put on. They look like 3D glasses. They're often made of like rinky-dink cardboard, like the ones you'd get um, as a kid with the red and blue lens. But no, they have clear lenses. You throw them on and every single bulb on your Christmas tree um, glows in like a particular way. So we have ones that turn every bulb into a uh, a small candy cane. It's really hard to ex describe, but oh my God, it's like the most hilarious and pleasing thing in the world to look at uh, Christmas lights through these glasses. If you know what I'm talking about, then you know. And if you have like some sort of, um, if, you're, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, just like Google it, Christmas tree lights, glasses, maybe you'll find them, they're super cool. Uh, you know what's also super cool? Kurt Vonnegut, right? Uh, Kurt Vonnegut was an author. I think he lived in Iowa. I think that was his whole thing, right? Iowa Writers Workshop. He was a beast of 20th century um, uh, literature. Uh, a lot of sci-fi elements, fantasy elements. He is a uh, humorist. Um, the book I'm reading right now is called Slapstick. Hadn't picked this one up. I've read probably 10 or 15 books by Vonnegut in my life, but Slapstick's new to me. I'm not even halfway through. But uh, unlike some books where I put them down after 20 pages, I know I'm going to carry this one through to the end. Uh, the writing is so brisk. The pace is excellent. The prologue is one of the most touching things I've read in a long time. I think you could read just that introduction, that prologue, and uh, that would be worth the price of admission alone. Kurt Vonnegut's a hero. He's a star. And uh, Slapstick is just further evidence of that. Um... Oh, wow. Pickles for breakfast. That's number 11. Pickles for breakfast. I know what I want to say about pickles for breakfast. Like, they rock. Pickles should be in every breakfast. So here's the thing. You go to a restaurant and they give you an omelet, some hash browns, a couple sunny side up eggs, a piece of toast, whatever. In my opinion, you should get a dill pickle spear with that. Every time. Just on the corner of the plate. Maybe separated so by like an orange slice so it doesn't get everything all pickly. But uh, yeah, I love a pickle for breakfast. Um, Jewish delis, bagel spots, they know what's up. They always give you the little pickle, especially in New York. Uh, I'm looking to carry this tradition through to the rest of the country. 
Here's the thing I do. You know I got the Clausen's pickle jar in my fridge. I am regularly dipping into that jar before 10 a.m. Call me crazy, but that's the way to do it. And, um, you know, I know you're not going to get a pickle with French toast. Are you nuts? But with eggs, with an omelet, with a skillet, hell yeah, get a pickle. This is the new way. It's time for uh, our new installment, weekly installment of overrated, underrated, properly rated. While we're talking about breakfast, let's talk about the three meals, okay? Breakfast is overrated, okay? Not when you're in a restaurant. That's great. But when you are like just desperately trying to cram down some cereal so you can get to work on time, when you're eating like a yogurt cup in your car, that is not how it's supposed to be done. Breakfast is overrated. Whoever talks about the most important meal being breakfast, that's that's complete bull crap. Lunch is underrated. I take a very lengthy, very leisurely lunch. I don't know if anyone else does. I think if you work, you probably have to uh, cram that meal in as well. Not good. Take your, Give yourself a nice hour. Watch a TV show, put on some tunes, put on a podcast like this one, and eat a sandwich, some soup, a bag of chips, a nice piece of fruit, maybe some candy, a piece of cake, a piece of bread, maybe a little bit of salad. Stretch lunch out. And dinner time's properly rated. It could be great. could be so-so. If you're at a restaurant, you're doing it up. It rocks. And if you're at home making some mac and cheese, that's pretty cool too. So there, <laughs> breakfast, overrated. Lunch, underrated. Dinner, properly rated. Advent calendars, properly rated. Pretty sweet tradition. Um, I think Advent's religious, right? I remember hearing that word in church a lot. You know uh, this is a uh, religion-free podcast, but I do like Advent calendars. They start on December 1st. They continue on through December 24th. Every day you get to open a little window. Maybe you get a piece of chocolate that morning. Maybe the chocolate looks like a gift or a French horn. My kids have these newfangled Advent calendars that they straight up give you like a Hot Wheels car every day, a, a new Barbie garment. Pretty sick. I don't remember that when I was a kid, so... They're innovating the advent calendar game. I think it's cool. Um, yeah, they should. I, I saw a friend posted an advent calendar that was full of beer. Adult advent calendars? Yes, please. All right. Hot Wheels. Yeah, my son has a Hot Wheels advent calendar, and uh, he gets like a Hot Wheels car every day. That's pretty sick. Hot Wheels were never a thing that I liked as a kid. I was not a little car guy. I was... I was into sports, I was into uh, you know action figures like the Power Rangers, but Hot Wheels not so much. Now as an adult, I, I like Hot Wheels. They're pretty sick. I, I think they're a little better than Matchbox cars. Um, I think the designs are a little zanier, a little more fun. I do love that you can turn the car over and see what, the, what make and model the car is and what, from what year. Or like the car will look completely bananas and you'll, it'll be like called like the Purple Zinger. And it's like, whoa, that's crazy. So yeah, I like Hot Wheels. I'm trying to get some track. My friend Kyle, shout out to Kyle, uh, says he has some extra track for us. So next time you're free, Kyle, come on, bring that over. We're going to set up a nice little track in the basement. We're going to kick these Hot Wheels into gear. You understand? All right. Um, Kids love Hot Wheels. Kids also love Moana. Have you watched Moana? I haven't seen very many movies in the last five years. I wonder why. I have some ideas. But I have seen Moana ten times at least. Moana's dope. Moana is one of my favorite Disney movies. The soundtrack is really good. I know a lot of you don't like Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's fine. I don't care for Hamilton that much, but I think he did a fantastic job with the soundtrack for this movie. The songs are very clever. 
the first 30 minutes in specific or specifically of Moana are absolutely breathtaking like some of the best cinema of the last five years and I haven't even seen any movies to compare I just know that okay I just know um the songs are really really strong this animation's really cool there's some great movement by the time the 30 minutes are up you go whoa that happened like was that five minutes no half hour lot gets packed into that half hour it's funny it's touching it's um it's just such a solid movie check that one out even if you're doing it um just with your sweetheart okay toilet paper you know i think everybody needs to scrutinize every little thing about their life well maybe not so but the other day a friend of mine recommended i try something called cosmic nine toilet paper it's toilet paper made of bamboo bamboo is some of the fastest growing plant material in the world it's uh, a lot more um sustainable than like trees for toilet paper so i got thinking like that's a pretty good idea looked it up cosmic nine is the name of the brand it's a black owned business you know i like to push those on this show and i thought why not change up the toilet paper in my house like what is keeping me buying all that costco toilet paper maybe it is a little cheaper it's good toilet paper but like maybe it's worth switching to support a small brand so i did and i'm happy with it Got an email from one of the uh, employees over at Cosmic Nine right after I placed my order. Just little touches like that um, go a long way. So shout out to them doing their thing. Cosmic Nine, go check it out. Uh, yeah, feathers on the ground. When I am walking with Alice, she has a radar for like bird feathers. She'll be walking, not a not a single thing on the ground you know a little sidewalk maybe some grass and she'll see like a feather the tiniest feather like 20 feet away she'll run and she'll grab it and i'm like gross you know feathers are nasty man they come off these disgusting birds sometimes they're beautiful but um just yesterday some bird must have like hit a car or something because there was a feathery explosion on the ground and alice picked up every last one of those feathers brought them home like shoved them in a glass we put water in the glass it looks like there's a dead bird in our kitchen now and and then i was like you have to wash your hands i have no idea like but i'm also like are bird feathers really that germy i don't actually know for sure i'm gonna have to google that but in the meantime thumbs down to uh birds losing their feathers hold on to them guys keep them on your beautiful pods all right um one of the effects of covid this year in terms of the holidays is santa you know he's not he's not showing up at the department stores anymore that sucks santa in the department store is a fun tradition i like it i don't love standing in line so i try to go at the off hours i try to go early in the year but getting your kids on santa's lap and watching their freaked out faces is just so funny and the pictures that they take are hilarious and sometimes they just straight up love it. They're like, Santa, oh my gosh, can I have this and this? Sometimes they're they're just like terrorized. Kind of depends on the Santa. Kind of depends on how old they are. But this is a tradition I am very sad to see postponed this year. I hope COVID, uh, okay, hot take coming through. I hope COVID goes away soon and that uh, Santa can be back in the department stores and Macy's and, and uh, Nordstrom and so forth uh, in 2021. That would be nice. And you know what's also pretty sick? My wife, Kathy, just got a tattoo. She got a really nice tattoo. And I'm going to tell you a little story about this tattoo. She got the tattoo from a guy I had been tattooed by in Seattle. I don't even remember his name. I got it out of my brain. 
because this guy was like a bit of a jerk to Kathy. In fact, a lot of a jerk. Really uh, condescending piece of garbage. And he was cool to me. And that's like, I think he's probably just a sexist prick or maybe caught her on an off day. But the fact of the matter was, she got this tattoo and always felt a pang of regret about it. And so she took it to an artist at Oleander Tattoo and uh, had that bad boy um, spruced up a little bit. She put some flowers around the edge, some plants. Um, flowers that are meaningful to her, flowers that look freaking cool in a tattoo. What can I say? It's a beautiful tattoo. Check out Oleander Tattoo. I believe only women work there with female tattoo artists. Super sick, like in an industry that's dominated by guys. Um, I like to see that, and I think that's why Kathy sought them out. Uh, just didn't want another douchebag, you know, holding her hostage in a tattoo chair, and then and then her paying for the privilege of that. Get out of here. Oleander Tattoo is where it's at. Check them out on Instagram uh, next time you get the chance. Uh, last but not least, oh my God, my family finally got into puzzles. I know everyone else got into them in March when the uh, pandemic started, but we take our time around here, you know? We take our time. I'm just getting around to seeing the passion of the Christ. And uh, no, that's not true. Come on. Um, no, puzzles. We got a couple cool puzzles. Shout out to the neighbors, Sierra. Uh, Jack hitting us up, bringing a puzzle over. They picked a really good one. It has a jackalope on it. And my daughter, Alice, sat and she worked her tail off for like an hour to get that 200-piece puzzle um, put together. I was proud of her. It was a pretty cool achievement, and she really enjoyed it. And, you know, an ongoing theme of this podcast is talking about ways to keep kids occupied, doing stuff that isn't watching terrible television or uh, just like eating junk food or whatever and like a puzzle is actually a pretty decent way to do it so um yeah that's where we're at now in this pandemic we're in the puzzle stage the puzzle phase and it feels great all right everyone thank you for tuning in this week my name was pat i was the host of this show this is 20 and 20 a rapid fire review show from the new experimental hours podcast network why don't you go online and rate this bad boy give it five stars you know you want to say something nice about me or don't say anything at all. I'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.